It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? It's a, a 50-50 weekend, I guess. Um, <laughs> great if you're love. Great if you a, a Big Cat fan. Like you're a, a fan like Big Cat, big on Wisconsin, not so much on the Packers, but... Uh, uh, I think otherwise uh, with the green and gold, it's over, John. It's I, oh I yeah, so. yeah. We'll get in all of that. I had a pretty decent weekend. We had a lot, just uh, you know a lot of things back and forth here. Uh, had uh, my my dad smoked a pork shoulder and everything. It was a fantastic weekend here, uh, central Wisconsin. Uh, wonderful yeah. weather. It was incredible weather this weekend. It was, no, it was, it was so great. It was, it was really warm. I actually. Um, Instead of taking advantage and like being outside and doing like a smirk pork shoulder, I actually sped up a spring project I was going to do. I had to strip sand and uh, repaint all the trim on my on the front of my house. It was getting a little flecky at the bottom, like it happens. And uh, I just decided to do it this weekend. So yeah, along all right. with all the all the gardening stuff, I had to get done and uh, mowing the lawn one last time too. So. I wish I would have taken it easy, but no, it was gorgeous outside. It was, it was really awesome. And uh, speaking of uh, getting burnt, uh, back to the sports thing too. Uh, Giannis burnt uh, the Rockets uh, in short fashion too. That was a quick roast, twenty eight minutes. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that too. That was amazing. Absolutely. Um, we'll mention also as well while we have everybody's attention that you can follow this show itself on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron, how do people follow you on Twitter if they were so inclined? Uh, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. Uh, back to what you're saying about the weather, though. Uh, lots of pictures of the leaves before the wind came along and blew them all away today. I've been looking for, um, looking at, at, at kind of, because the, the colloquial thing people would say is, you know, having that late hot time is what they call Indian summer, which I'm try- I think I'm trying to get away from saying that. Um, yeah. But I was looking it up, and the way that it's normally said in most of Europe is actually was it um, old wives' summer? Okay. <laughs> I was like, ooh, because that's better. That sounds yeah. way weirder. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say that around the house. That's just that's just creepier, you know. At least at least <laughs> the other one, it's like yeah, that's just old time racism uh, that yeah. hasn't gone away yet. You know, right. just, let's call it indigenous summer. Let's just do that. Let's yeah, something. All right, everybody, <laughs> thank you for joining us again. Uh, from Wisconsin and around the world, we're glad to have you, and we're going to get going with everything that we have here in the segment we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, main event, because we want to start with the sad and build, because the one thing that went terribly wrong for all of Wisconsin sports this weekend was the Packer game just the other day. Um, man, I just... I didn't see that exactly coming, but it really feels like as I was watching it, I should have. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like the last two weeks before that, too. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, like the big things are they don't know that uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones is like the only guy who can do things on this team somehow. Yeah. Uh, he gets both touchdowns to help my fantasy team beat my sister-in-law's fantasy team. Um, mm-hmm. he, he called in and I thanked him afterwards, of course. Uh, but I mean... <laughs> The defense. Oh, and, spe- and speaking of speaking of roasting a shoulder, um, my wife is roasting <laughs> our fantasy football league. Just so you know, she is. Yes, she's doing. She's Absolutely. doing great. Uh, and I'm going to catch and pass her. Uh, no, you're not. I can't prove that. Uh, <laughs> no. Hopefully, we'll just meet in the finals. Sorry. But. So yes, back back to the Packers though. Do people not want to have just a podcast about our fantasy teams? Yeah, let's. Just I feel like a, that would be way better. Podcast about OIF vets and the rest. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Bring it and how and how uh, and how the uh, what do we call our division now? You're the South. We're the point. South now. We used to be the. Uh, not, what you not? You didn't call. You were the now. interlopers because you interlopers. you were out we of state. The There's been yeah. too much moving, so you're the yeah. South along with a couple of people. Yeah, we have a South and North, and then two kind of family ones. So yeah. Anyhow, but anyhow. Yes. 
it was it was, it was a glorious uh, weekend for the uh, the South Division, but so. not for the Packers. And no, the big things are like <laughs> what, from from watching it. The the big picture, the big picture I have is uh, the defense started off kind of okay with what is a bad team. And by the way, Henneke Henneke should be the starting quarterback on that team. What is what is even the thought process of keeping uh, what Carson Wentz nice. around there? Yeah. Um, Heineke's the better quarterback, and it's not it's not close. Um, he was the better quarterback also on the field that day because Aaron Rodgers, we'll say this, there were drops, but several of those drops were catchable balls that were off target. Uh, the guys got to. And Wayne actually uh, kind of kind of miscalled one on one of these. They got the one where he's Rodgers was throwing deep to Amari Rodgers, who was wide open, running down the field. He burned his guy. He burned his right. guy, and he's running free uh, behind the safeties. Rodgers throws it, in the, and, and Wayne's just like, ah, oh, through his hands. What he neglected to say is he jumped full length, got his hands on it as he is diving, like jumping up and diving, and then it kind of goes through from there. Like, if he'd have caught that, just give him the game ball. Like, come on. That was... That would have been an now, amazing was, catch. It went through they, his hands, they, yes, but they, now, now to, uh, I'll do two things. That was corrected this morning on m- many sports talk shows. They were talking about how Amari Rogers actually like full out laid out for that one. If had he caught that ball, it would have been NFL HOF, uh, you know, NFL. It's not a HOF NFL Films highlight reel for the all time. Now to Wayne's defense, FedEx Stadium in Washington has the worst press boxes in yeah. all of football. And it's, it's a terrible venue. Close. It's yeah, a really bad place said, to watch. He, Wayne, Wayne, did you hear Wayne mentioned a couple times, like the worst stadium in the NFL? He said that one time. Yeah, it's a it's a bad place to be. Broadcast. So he's in the far, it happened on the far, he's in the far corner trying to call the game. If you've ever, if you noticed yesterday during the game, Wayne wasn't really on a lot and it, it wasn't Wayne it's because he can't see anything he's trying to call games it there th- both him and Larry were on binoculars and on monitors trying to call the game because the press boxes there are so bad Paul yeah. Allen from the Vikings has said the same thing before too so I mean, yeah to, and, to Wayne's defense yes no that's fine and that's the thing is too sometimes when he'd start saying it I'd, I'd kind of stop and be like is he going to say this is just the worst field because it's a terrible field yeah, it's just it's the uh, <laughs> worst organization, worst field, worst owner. All, all oh, around, yes. gosh, yes. He, but no, no, he's I mean, terrible. They, they were there were quite a few drops in the games, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers was not exactly perfect either. I mean, it's no, he was off. He did not have. He has no touch. He continues to. Have, I don't know if it's the thumb, because we should we should lead into that too. Is that he does have a thumb injury in his throwing hand? My gosh, if it makes him this bad, sit him. Sit him and get him better. We keep doing it with Bakhtiari. God, we'd love to have Bakhtiari on the field again. And he didn't play at all this week. He wasn't. He was inactive. Um, if he's hurt and he can't play anywhere near Aaron Rodgers, MVP Aaron Rodgers, which he's not. He's nowhere near that right now. Um, then that maybe you sit him. Uh, if the injury is that bad that he's throwing like this, then I don't know what else you can do because you can't win with that kind of quarterback play. Um, gosh, the uh, the whole thing that they, they're only on Twitter. Everyone's just like, "Well, the receivers, come on!" Just it it gets old. It, it, like several it, guys it, dropped some, but they were not good passes anywhere in that field. And, and and the one that they brought up too was um on on Steve Zabin this morning. They brought it up too that um Zabin even said that he's not part of the body language police but there was a there was one throw that was at romeo dobbs feet and he didn't he made it he almost made the catch but then he didn't and rogers turned to the sideline like the what the are we doing here <laughs> thing and it's as if know, it isn't him did, 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 did dobbs run the the route long instead of curling it out earlier maybe he did i don't know but you gotta have some some awareness and yeah and at the end of the game our receivers were Toure. Um, that's why Amari Rogers Tory was out there pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Amari Rogers hasn't seen the field all year. I mean, and, and today we find out Lazard's in a sling. Um, Sammy Watkins is still limited. Uh, it's just, there was, I mean, yeah, it's the receivers are the receivers. And if you want to blame the receivers, go right ahead, but they're the receivers that the Packers have. And 
I mean, yeah. were there some bad drops? There were some bad drops. But you know what? There also was no adjustment in the game plan to overcome the fact that there were no receivers. And I, I don't – the other problem is, too, that the defense, for as good as they played early, the time of possession, I don't have the numbers in front of me, John, because I don't use facts and I don't research. But it, <laughs> I think it was two-thirds to one-thirds. Like, it seemed like Washington was on the field all day long. Like, the defense couldn't get off the field. Um, no, they just could and, not. And when when the Packers were on the field, they were on there for a very short amount of time. And it it started off good, just like a couple of games this year have. You know, I think back to the Patriots game where it started off good. And it's like, oh, here we go. All right, all right, good, good, good. This looks good. This looks good. And then just went to sleep. And the most exciting part of the game was the beginning of the game. Uh, Jones catching a 22-yard touchdown pass. And then the end of the game where they almost pulled off a, a Memphis miracle. <laughs> yeah. I was, was just trying to see how much uh, the, the lateral game at the end was good. Rogers even got back in on it on a pitch, but it, in the end, he's the one that pitched the ball forward to end it. So <laughs> right. throwing it to a guard, I think, right. I forget who he's throwing at, but uh, definitely alignment. Uh, Runyon. He threw it to, to Runyon across the field, but it was a forward pass. So he's one of his guys forward. though. So he's always going to throw to one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. felt like so oh he man threw, he threw it like three yards forward too that was the other problem tour i think Toure should have just kept running i thought Toure had a straight line to the end zone and i did decided too. to pitch it but Ugh. yeah uh yeah but imagine that if Toure would have kept running and scored a touchdown we'd all be oh this is this isn't that bad but in the meantime you know well, if they had done that we'd have won and that would have been a <laughs> joke just at least no. At least we didn't trade all of our draft capital for the next three years for a glass-legged running back from Carolina, and then proceed to go lose to Kansas City and have the same record as the Packers. This is also correct. Yeah, that's a that was crazy. Um, I'm just trying to think where we go from here, Aaron. If you're if you're saying the Packers are sellers, let's just point out first off they will never trade Aaron Rodgers because they can't. There's no, nobody who has the draft has the um, the cap space to hire to bring him in, and nobody wants him. Um, I want to bring in a quarterback midseason, anyway. It's like correct. You, yeah, it's it's hard enough bringing in a position player like like they said, you know, bringing in Christian McCaffrey. You couldn't even play him the first week. You can't bring in. the He did. He looked good actually out there. I thought just they weren't as good as as them today. That they they just weren't. But still, yeah, but, but it's but he's still he's also one of the top. Besides being glass-legged, he is a very good player. Like, I'm not, let's 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 not get away from that. Mm-hmm. But like, it is a position, you know. And all, all offenses in the NFL are fairly similar. You can assimilate, unless you're the quarterback. You can't just come in and be a starting quarterback week eight. So he's not gone anyway. So that's and style of quarterback matters. Style of running back matters a little less. You just got to find your fits. I mean, that takes some time, but still, running is a little you know, easier to fit into. Yeah, you're right. So, but but you say but you say seller and uh, you know I, I I I would sort of agree with you. Uh, the NFC East right now, of course, the Eagles still six and zero. Oh. Yeah, Giants Giants six and one. I don't know. They're how. still still good, right? <laughs> and Cowboys five and two, and then the Vikings five and one. So I mean, there's your four top seeds. But beyond that. I mean, you've got a surprise Seattle team that's leading the NFC West right now, and Geno Smith is—I I don't know—I don't know what to say about what's going on in the West right now. But they're four and three, three and three, three and four, three and four. You know, in in the North, it looks like the Bears are about to go three and four. So them and the Packers will be tied, with the Packers having the tiebreaker. And then the NFC South right now. The Buccaneers, Falcons, and Buccaneers and Falcons are both three and four. So, are the Packers really a seller? I mean, uh, the Commanders have the same record as the Packers right now, and obviously the immediate tiebreaker because they just won. But do yeah. you really think the Commanders are going to reel off a whole bunch of wins? I mean, right no. now at three and four in the NFC, you're you're in the hunt. Like you're still in the thick of it. That's the worst you're, thing ever. The Packers are somewhere tied around. F- sixth place with seven playoff teams so can you really be sellers yet like i i'm I'm guessing sunday night football is going to make a big difference on that one but uh i i mean i don't know if you just 
I mean, maybe it'll be better with Rogers playing with a chip on his shoulder again. You know, some of his best work has been done when he's an underdog. And this Packers team has been, you know, cruising uh, in uh, an autopilot for three years now on top and just running to that first that first seed. Like, I don't know, maybe that's I don't know. I don't I don't know if anything's left for this team to give anymore. Um, the injuries are starting to pile up. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth trading anybody away. And not only that, it's kind of late in the I mean, just like you said, who do you give up? Aaron Jones? I think that if you're saying that you're a seller, then the people you're trading are Jones, Amos, and Campbell. I think those are the guys who are on the table. They've got contracts coming up. They still have value. They're not part of your long-term plan. And it's nuts, too, because you know, just three, four years ago, we would never talk about trading a player midseason. It was very no, rare. I don't think and they will. And now it's becoming more like baseball. Like, hey, here comes the trade deadline. You know, it, it's not as prevalent as baseball. You know, but we. The thing is, is I'm just saying it for the sake of the argument of like, I think those are the three guys you would give. But I don't think the Packers as a team are going to be the sorts they're going to sell. I don't think they're they're ready to. I think it is sad to look at it. the The Packers are essentially tied for the last playoff spot in the NFC right now. Yeah. yeah so the are. wild cards would be. The Giants at six and one, Cowboys at five and two, and everyone else is three and four or worse, except for I guess the Rams who had a bye and are three and three. three. So I mean, like taking out the division champs, who by the way, the current division leader in the NFC South is Tampa Bay, as people might have expected, but it's because they're three and four and four. tied with the Atlanta Falcons, and only seriously, Carolina is not out of it at two and five. They're only a game out of first. And <laughs> just can't. And, and, and the and the Saints are the top scoring team in the NFC South. Yeah, it's just that they've given up more points than anybody else in the NFC as well. You know, so. Yeah, well, Andy Dalton's responsible for a good chunk of that, unfortunately, yeah, the other is. week. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's responsible for at least twelve of those in two minutes. I want to say I feel bad for I feel bad for Andy Dalton. Neither of those pick sixes were really his fault. The one was egregious. It bounced off that receiver three times. And the other one he was getting just mashed as he let go of the ball. So I, I do feel bad for the, the the ginger one. That was uh pretty bad. If we want to feel bad about things here, as as we, we might have to, is uh next week the, the Packers are gonna play the Bills. And there's just yeah. in, in Buffalo. And it's the only team that can say like, well, we can play with this weather, but I don't care. You can't, you can't keep up with them. It's the best defense in football. It is just, yeah. it is the best defense in football, and they can score from whenever. And we don't stop anybody from scoring whenever. Right. Um, Diggs is going to have exactly the sort of game that Ste- uh, that uh, pardon me, uh, Justin Jefferson had. I almost call him Stephon Jefferson. Like combine them yeah, into exactly. a single person, like a, you know, just because the the one replaced the other essentially. Uh, yeah, this is going to be an ugly game. Um, it's it's ten and a half. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't bet anything on any Packer game because I don't know who they are week to week. But uh, man, if I would put money, I'd put it on Buffalo because ten and a half is it, probably going to lose by twenty. I don't know. This it just Aaron. It, it it's it's one of those weird things though too that like you think back to last year when I think when the Packers took on Arizona on a Sunday night game and Rogers was coming back from his COVID incident. No, it was prior to his COVID incident, but he had no receivers. Right. That was the one, that was the one Razul Douglas uh, had the pick six towards the end to seal it. And Rogers does have some primetime magic. And I, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a dollar on this game. Oh no, I will not in any way. Um, but if, if there's a game where you're going to get like, we keep waiting for the magic, you know, something to happen <laughs> with this team. Cause it always has, right. You know, ever since Rogers has been the starting quarterback, ever since he came around, you know, there's always been those magic moments, even in the bad years, you know, even in the eight, seven and one year where they ended up getting boat raced by uh, uh, the San Francisco 49ers and, um, Colin Kaepernick ran for 210 yards in the playoffs. We still had the game against the Bears where yeah. he beat with that throw to Randall Cobb at the end. 
in the yeah. year that they got boat raced by Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship game, we had the we had the Cowboys game with uh, Jared Cook Jared on the Cook, sidelines, yeah. and then and then the field goal. That was our Super Bowl. Like yeah. we weren't supposed to be in the the Packers were supposed to be in the NFC Championship game, but there's always been like that level of magic, the uh, run the table season, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, y- you're just waiting for that, and there's been no spark of magic whatsoever. No, they beat. They beat a Tampa Bay team, and it was like, oh, this is great, but Tampa Bay is not that good, we find out. Um, beat a Bears team. you know, um, Barely beat a, 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 a Patriots team that's just getting smashed at home right now by the Chicago Bears. Right. Uh, with their third-string third quarterback, Bailey Zappi. And um, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, you, you hope for the best. You, you pray for the best. Hope the worst doesn't happen, but <laughs> – I, I, man, it's, yeah. I mean, they took a pretty good defense and put Von Miller on the outside in the off season. Right. So let's put it this way, <laughs> Aaron, if they're going to win this game, what do you think would be the big thing that the Packers do that makes them win this game? Give me one or two things. If you got them, what would you want to see the, that you think would, would put them over? <laughs> well, something that we didn't even talk about is that one of the things is that like, Rogers has lost his downfield vision. Like, yeah, there, there was numerous, you know, when you went back and you, you look at the all 22 Rogers forcing balls under to, to the players he trusts instead of the players that are open. There's, there's like John Runyon. Wide receivers running wide open on plays and he just yeah. doesn't throw it. Yeah. And the, other times, and other times the when they are wide week. open, he overthrows them. You know, yeah. it's like, I, like maybe he starts seeing downfield. Maybe he stops being so scared. Maybe the, the offensive line holds, you know, a little bit better, you know, or hold, to, holds to, a lot less, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Holds up, not holds. Um, and then, I, I, I mean, he... I think here's the couple of things I think Aaron, Aaron Jones gets the ball a lot more. Uh, we let, you know, the defense has just got to go, go straight up to the, you know, playing a lot of man. And bringing the blitz because we do not blitz Quay Walker, which is a thing he's good at. And then the last thing is, ball has to come out of Aaron's hands faster. Um, he's got to be one, two, three, go. It's got to be slants. It's got to be quick hitters. We got to get him in rhythm. There's there has not been plays getting him in rhythm early in games, and part of that is he only looks deep, which is a throw he can't make anymore. But he really loves feeling like he he is who he used to be, which he isn't. Uh, so if we could do those three don't things, we, I think we, we could hang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. True. True. Um, I understand there's a lot of things I don't even try doing anymore that I used to do. I'm like, yeah, my body remembers that that happened, but it's not going to do it. <laughs> but still, I, I used to run hundred meter sprints against my track team. There we go. No, no moss, no uh, moss, <laughs> but, no moss. Um, but we, uh, Maybe, may, maybe, maybe there's some lightning in a bottle that gets caught. Like he does still throw some touch. Like there, there were. There, I mean, there's still sparks of it happening. You still see mm-hmm. it. That that uh, there was uh, the the touchdown, the short touchdown to Aaron Jones. That was you know pretty. And yeah, no, Jones. Uh, sorry, and Jones no, made sorry. that happen at the end there too. Yeah. Oh, you mean the the second touchdown to Jones? Yeah, rolling sorry. out yeah. to his left, and then yeah, that was a great pass. Actually, that was really yeah, well it was done. An abs- it was absolutely and an dark, an even know. better catch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can th- see that. This, this, the stuff is there, but I, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot. And the Packers defense has shown the ability to hold up, but they need to be able to end drives. And Jair Alexander cannot have a game against Stephon Diggs like he did against Scary Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Um, McLaurin just yeah just just won that battle that game. Yeah, At least on McLaurin, like three McLaurin's plays. A, a, a good receiver. He really is. I wish he was on our team. Yep, we but, passed on him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we had the opportunity Jair, to draft him, and we did not. But yeah, Jair, Jair uh, Island is uh, flooding right now, and uh, oh. he needs to be able to shut down Stefan Diggs. But I mean, it, the the best thing they can probably do is spy up Quay Walker on Josh Allen. Maybe I don't know, because otherwise yeah. Josh Allen's going to take him apart. That dude's True. for real. Mm-hmm. That yeah. dude's like a big Aaron Rodgers in his prime. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. 
We'll move on to happier times. The, the Wisconsin Badgers surprise. I, I, like, I, like I like how we're not even going to make a prediction. Like it's just. I think I did. It was like, nope, it's going to be bad. I think we lose by more than ten and a half. I think it's going to be eleven plus. I think it'll be twenty. But yeah, the <laughs> Packers. Um, Packers twenty-seven. Bills twenty-five. Uh, yeah, us seventeen. If- everyone else less. No. Um, but what happens if the Hurricanes' name was the Bills? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, jeez. All right. But the as I said, the Badgers surprised us all, I think. Uh, we did not. I've been saying for weeks we were going to lose to Purdue. I think Purdue is the best team in the West. Uh, they still could win it, I guess. The Big Ten West standings are strange. So I'm trying to just double-check where we are here. <clears throat> so right now, Illinois is in front. Number 17, right. Illinois, is 3-1. and one. Purdue, 3-2. and two. Nebraska is 2-2. Two and two. Wisconsin, 2-3. Two and three, And everyone else is 1-3. So Minnesota, Iowa, uh, Northwestern, all 1-3. Um, we will play two of those teams yet. And then Nebraska, the team ahead of us. Those are actually our three of our last four games here. That's a hard one to swallow, by the way, that Nebraska is actually ahead of us. For now, we'll say. I know. Uh, I know it's a for now thing, but yeah, that's still a hard one to swallow. <laughs> they have some offense. That'll be an interesting game when it comes up because it's it's going to be a lot of offense versus our defense, and then seeing what our offense does to their not a lot of defense or not a lot of defense right now. But the big one first no, the big, is the, the Big Ten. The Big Ten West is just like what we were talking about the NFC. It's like oh, nobody's really out of it. <laughs> it they they really aren't. Um, Illinois could walk away with this at some point. Which would be interesting, I guess. It, I would not have seen that coming. But, I mean, the Badgers have Maryland next week, which is going to be the hard one. And uh, of the four that's left, I think it's the hardest challenge of the four that's left. Each one of them is, let's not, let's not like gloss over this. I mean, yes, Purdue has a very good defense, good pass rush, a good front seven group. And we were able to attack them through the air and running. That was the, uh, um, this week was the first time they'd given up a 100-yard rusher. And he did it in like the first half. Uh, and then he got, they said, a little hurt, a little dinged up. That They put him out there a couple more times after that, but uh, just trying to keep him safe. That's the first 100-yard rusher Purdue has given up all year. Um, that's pretty good. They played several teams in here, and they, they did not give up big yards to those guys. So kudos to the Wisconsin offense looking a lot a lot more diverse this week, and I don't know why they went to a shell last week. This, this actually just makes the Michigan State loss so much more infuriating because – what was going on there? Right. Um, and Purdue, Purdue has a legit uh, quarterback. O'Connell's very good. He's he's not a first round NFL pick, but he's one of those guys who's one of the top fifteen quarterbacks in this league right now, and he's going to be drafted. He will be drafted in the draft as in the NFL, just not a first rounder. He's not one of the top five, but he's ten to fifteen. So that that's a legitimate quarterback. He's very good. And uh, the Badgers picked him off a couple times, took one all the way back in. Torchio had two. Uh, and yeah, they had no, a... Torchio was Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, you, you got to. I mean, and rightfully so. Yeah, two picks and one of them back for a touchdown and in a big win because the Badgers should not have won that game. I just didn't understand that at all, but it's, I mean, you take it. You just take that and run with it. Uh, Maryland has also is a team kind of like that. They have some big offense. Um the they've well, the one that's weird is I guess they just came off of a very tight two weeks here where they played uh, IU, Indiana, and Northwestern, and they snuck past them. And this is a team that hung with Michigan. Um, they lost to Michigan thirty four twenty seven, so they were only one touchdown down. Then they and that's at Michigan. Then they beat uh, Michigan State. This team lost to Purdue. Uh, at home, they lost to Purdue at home because that was where Purdue beats Minnesota on the road, Maryland on the road. They're on a roll, right? And then, then the Badgers get them at home, and we beat them. So that, that was an interesting way to get there. But Badgers get Maryland. This one will be at Camp Randall. The time is not yet announced, uh, and it's not this next week. So we can talk about more next you know, in the week coming up. But um, there's a bye week coming up here, so the Badgers should be rested and healthy and have two weeks worth of scouting on this team. It could be interesting. But beating Purdue was a big deal. Uh, Graham Mertz, again, I mean, he didn't look great against Michigan State. We won't. There's no way to sugarcoat that. But um, 
but they set him up in good positions to throw, throwing early in, in downs, uh, keeping ahead of the chains. The running game looks more wide open when you can throw. Uh, it gives you more options and things to do. I just, uh, it's the multiple type of offense that Chris was coming in and we thought he was going to bring us, and now he's gone, and Bobby Ingram is running that for us. Um, which, if you'd told me that we'd brought in a Penn State wide receiver to run our offense, I'd have been very confused a couple of years ago. It's, and it, it can't be lost in the fact that um, the week that Paul Chris was fired, mm-hmm. um, a, a coach who many would argue lost the team, not this year, but last year. Um, he, he's gone. They got players hitting the transfer portal. You got Lamar Brown, who was a five, Lamar Brown, right? Was the five-star recruit that walked Logan away. Brown. Even, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What was his name? Logan Brown. Yes. Logan, Logan Brown. Sorry. Big five-star out of, uh, Ohio, Ohio. Um, who was, who wasn't <laughs> playing up to his five-star potential, but, um, the team was in flux and, and luckily the week after, uh, Chris was fired. They went up against uh, bottom feeder in Northwestern and and got a big win. And be, played um, them like they should. Played them like they should. And you know, and then some stuff happened that next week. That's when Brown left the team. Team other players are still hitting the, the transfer portal um, because they're allowed to now. Um, yeah, you lose I, I a coach, you have thirty days with no penalty to lo- to leave your team. So yeah. Some players Absolutely. are doing that, taking advantage of that. Yeah, taking advantage of it, whether or not it was because Marcus they, Allen, they unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, whether it was because Chris was leaving or just unhappy with Wisconsin in general, and so Michigan State was a, <laughs> Logan a, a Brown bomb. was dismissed from the team to be clear as well too. True, true <laughs> so, story. Yes. Yeah, he was going to be free either way. Yeah, and uh, so 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 there's some flux in the team. Um, Still trying to figure it out. Still trying to get things together. Michigan State was unfortunate. Um, And this was kind of a get-right game. You saw the best of what the Badgers can be. And you saw what I think a lot of people thought they could be in this game. Um, Just maybe not world beaters. You know, not going to just go into Ohio State and just beat down Ohio State. But... A, a team that was better than what the record showed and Michigan state was unfortunate. I have, I have a good feeling about the Badgers going forward, especially with this bye week this week, um, keep getting things right. Keep getting things refined. I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone kind of knew Chris was hot seat, dead man walking and everyone had a feeling that by the end of this year, uh, that, uh, um, Leonard would be, in would be put in as coach, but there's still some shock that goes with it, you know, up and down through the team, through the alumni, through the university, everything. So I, I think beating Purdue was a good thing. Um, will it lead them to a big 10 West uh, win? Maybe not. They've got a little bit of a, a gap to catch up with Illinois and Illinois has the tiebreaker. So yeah. they'd have to win outright with a better record, which would be very tough to do. Yeah. But if if nothing else, you, you finish the season strong, you end up in a halfway decent bowl, you know, that doesn't involve mayonnaise. Yeah, and bowls usually, you know. Sorry, you go ahead. I was going to say something. Else. And, and you, you finish up with a good bowl game and, you know, you show that the team's going in the right direction. Leonard's definitely auditioning for the job. And yeah. I think yeah. this Purdue win goes a long ways to show that, He's a very capable head coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, this will show maybe some recruits that were on the fence about coming to Wisconsin. You know, that's the other thing, too, is that now the recruiting pipeline's interrupted, too, because now there's a new coach and, uh, you know, anything that had been up to this point, you know, you're going to have to convince kids that they still want to come to Wisconsin. Yep. I, I think this was a good step in the right direction. It was this all around a good thing. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard. It's that's why teams don't fire coaches midseason unless you know you're Scott Frost and you've just royally messed it up, you know. Or you're Chris, here where you had a guy who was going to go be a head coach in a year or two anyhow, sitting mm-hmm. there and waiting. So that's that makes it and, a little different, right? And and so with Chris too, you know, there was even talk about like even when before the firing, if that loss against Ohio State wouldn't have been so bad, you know. It, it, it might have been, you know, it was, you know, so the writing was on the wall. 
people were still saying Chris is going to be the head coach till the end of the season because you just don't want to fire head coach midway through the season. Yeah. And so Leonard was put in a hard spot, whether you think he was or not. That's a hard spot. And yep. I think the team responded well, and I think they'll do well for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. I, I figured they might, you know, they'll probably win this week against Maryland, I hope. And I figure maybe one loss the rest of the way out. So if they were going to lose one, Maryland's the one I probably would think is the one that they're most likely to lose. But the other things, like you were saying, uh, Badgers usually get a benefit of the doubt on bowl games because they travel so well. Um, we have a large kind of national fan base, and uh, so that, that helps out some. And we like just picking up and going somewhere in January. You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's that'd be good. Maintain the – the other thing is the amount of extra practices you're allowed if you get to a bowl game is good for a program. That's always a nice thing. And, yeah, um, I just kind of realized it towards the end of the game. Actually, it was after the game was over. They were showing some stuff on Twitter of uh, – uh, of Leonard walking around the field and doing his little victory lap thing. Like first time he's gotten to do this. I'm like, this is his second win. Like then, you know, you, it comes to, you're like, Oh yeah. He got put into a position where he had to take over someone else's team halfway through the season and then go play two road games in the big 10. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. I forgot he hadn't played a home game yet. So it'll be a little different. We'll see if, if Maryland, I mean, it's not going to be a night game, obviously. They won't do that. But this will be uh, interesting where they, they finally set this in two weeks because, um, like I said, it is to be determined what they're going to do with this game at this point. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting game for both teams because Maryland wants to hang around and and show that they belong in the East. And if Maryland's a good team in the East, that really makes that Big Ten East just crazy. Um, and yeah, it's and uh, don't- Go ahead. And don't and don't let it be lost that Jim Leonard won his first home game on homecoming week. That's true, yeah. In front of all the alumni and all the former players, a lot of whom he played with yep. in attendance. James yep. White was there. He played with James White. Did he? No, no. he wouldn't have played with James no, no. White. No, 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 no. Who was the one that they were talking about that he played with? Sorry, that was really bad math. By I me. forget who they were talking about. They had some people there and they, have they, trouble they listening to talk- TV announcers. Yeah, because Heller had to call the game because LePay was out. Uh, he had yep. to go to a, a funeral. That's right. Um, yep. Heller Heller did a good job on the call. I actually I actually listened <laughs> to both games on the radio this weekend. Yeah, it was and, good. Uh, Heller, Heller did a Heller did a heck of a job. He did. Um, but uh, they were talking about uh, God. I forgot who was on the team with him. Son of, I can't think of it. Yeah. But yeah, so um, uh, mid two thousands when he would have played. Um, mm-hmm. early mid two thousands when he would have played. But yeah, he played in front of a bunch of alumni, and. Uh, alumni and uh, uh, boosters and stuff like that. And Purdue, who like you, like you said, you know, at this point we're like, well, Purdue's going to win the West. Illinois is a fluke. Purdue's got a good quarterback. They got a good team. They had a legit running back. They've got a good defense and to have them come in and just that it wasn't even close. They really beat them. And there's a lot of apprehension on the radio and on the TV while they were playing. Like, is this really, you could just tell, like, is, is this really, and it just turned out, they just kind of, they, they took it to Purdue. They really yeah. did, and they won. Yeah, it was 35-17 when they scored a late, meaningless touchdown with, like, a minute 20, minute 24, I think, left. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they tried the onside, which didn't work, and that was the end of the game. And, I mean, that was, I mean, it was, they, they doubled them up for pretty much the whole game and then gave up a late, just nothingness. Yeah, so, yeah. 35, seven, 35 17 is a solid win. Mm-hmm. It means your offense can score, your defense can hold, and like you said, late meaningless touchdown. You know, the, yeah, yeah, it was it was a really good win by the Badgers, and it, it's a good step forward for the current coach. You yeah. know, and I, I think I think this will lead to better things. I really do. Good. And speaking of leading into better things, we're going to lead into the Bucks now because they're two and zero. I was concerned, I'll say this, leading into the Sixers game, playing, I think I kind of poo-pooed them a little bit probably on this last week, but I was concerned about it because the Sixers only ever show up against the Bucs if it's a big game. Like, they beat them, the Sixers beat the Bucs last year on Christmas Day, but then lose to them all the other times. Um, Embiid has a way of not being able to play against people who will play back physically against him. And he looked so like he would not back down 
Brooke Lopez. He wouldn't even try it. He was facing him up on the block and shooting jump shots from the free throw line and from, you know, just off the block. And was like, what is he doing? He was afraid of Lopez. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but he would not play physically against him. Uh, Giannis had a really good block on him when he thought he had a little layup. Uh, and But, I mean, just Embiid could not do what he wanted to do, and he can't bully the bullies. You know, that's just uh, how no, I've no, always felt about him. Embiid's whole game is fall down and cry. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, he's an amazing player. He's huge. He's yeah. really good with the ball. I, I'd argue that he's a a better, well-rounded offensive player than Giannis uh, in just yeah. the, the style that he plays. Uh, but, yeah, he's a big whiner. He really is. He's really good against, you know, smaller guys. He likes pushing people around, but... You put Brooke in front of him with his hand up, and he just sat there, did a couple jab steps, and then just shot from back where he was. And it's like, wow, if he's just going to settle, uh, this is going to be a pretty good game. And it ended up being one. It was, I mean, it was a, it was a great game to watch because it got down to was it uh, eighty six, eighty six. Tucker, uh, former Buck Tucker, who was there for the the championship run, uh, makes it two free throws, puts. Uh, them up by two and they go down and you know wisconsin's own matthew uh, wesley matthews puts it up and so that was uh i mean hitting the three-pointer there the moment it leaves his hand i'm like no and it goes in you're like yes it's one of those moments you have no, west like, played west played really good at the end of that game that he was did unbelievable sorry i'm writing something down right now yeah no i thought west played well a lot of people played well and the fact that the bucks start off that game Beating the Sixers in Philadelphia without Middleton, without Connington. Um, I mean, that's the other thing that had me nervous, too, is not having those two guys out there and able to help this team. Uh, you're starting a bunch of people who should just be getting limited minutes, and and they still played well. Uh, win this one uh, and then go to Houston, and, and, you know, and they just beat up Houston next. So that was fantastic to see as well. Uh, like you said off the top, uh, Giannis against the uh, Sixers just misses, I believe, the triple-double. He had eight eight assists, I believe. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, so it's 21 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists. You know, I mean, that's a really good game. Played great. Uh, I forget James Harden's on the Sixers now, um, doing whatever Harden does. He led that team in assists with nine assists. How about that? Yeah, Harden actually looked halfway decent. I'm not going to lie about that one. So, yeah, better than he did against he, he, the Sixers. He looked Sixers. he looked less fat. He looked less fat than last year. So. <laughs> but yeah, then then the big ones uh, against the the Rockets for uh, for Giannis after that, and as you said, 44 point game for uh, they beat him by 20, 125 to 105. This is another great game. I mean, this is beating up on a bad team, right? Which this you is, just got to do this is this is your not your mom and dad's uh, uh, Rockets team. No, well, no, I suppose not. It's not like the the Rockets when we were younger when they actually won titles. Um, oh, no, I just meant like, but, uh, sorry, I just meant like three years ago, even three years ago. Yes. No, yeah. no, this they've been bad for a little stretch here. And it's uh, that's a team to beat up on. The next one coming up, though, will be the the Nets. And that one's going to be that one's going to be a home game as well. So they had Houston come in. Now they have the Nets come in. That one's always interesting because the Bucks seem to do a good job of getting up for good teams, mm-hmm. and it's and they usually beat up the really bad teams. Sometimes the middling teams sneak up and get you, but the and yeah. you know and sometimes they lose the good teams too because there's a reason they're good. Yeah, uh, this hey, could be before, interesting. Be, one. Before we get off that Rockets Rockets game, though, I, I do have to say one thing: their starting lineup is uh, uh, Jalen Green. At guard, okay. Kevin Porter Jr. The auto, uh, Kevin sure. U- Usman uh, Garuba. Okay, Jabari Smith, who the Bucks took instead of uh, uh, Embiid. No, Jabari Drew. Parker. Oh, that's Jamari yeah. Parker. Oh yeah. man, that was a golf. There we go. 
Gaff. Oh, bad. No, really. and then and then Kenyon Martin. So that that Kenyon Martin that, is still playing. Holy, that crap. that's what the Rockets rolled out. Oh <laughs> my gosh, Bucks, against the Bucks. But yeah, no. Uh, so so yeah, uh, Giannis <laughs> with Giannis forty four points in twenty eight minutes. And uh, yeah, Drew Drew actually shooting well. But yeah, next game. Go ahead. I was sorry. I'm. This is the problem with me not doing research before and doing it while you're talking. <laughs> sometimes you go, sometimes you don't go as long as I do when you when I talk. So oh. I have to yeah, make up time. Sorry. There you go. Well, uh, Bucks will get to see Kevin Durant come to Milwaukee. Uh, also, Brick Simmons will be in town as uh, he's he's with the Nets. What a terrible first name for a basketball player. Yeah, I mean it's. That's the name I, I will give him now. I saw it on Twitter, and I will not let that go. I think we've all seen the – you saw the Twitter one where they're, like, playing in a basketball court outdoors, just like some some outdoor just rec court type thing. Yeah. And Simmons gets the ball and just kind of lines up. He's sitting there. And like, everyone's kind of walking back out, and he's, like – he's kind of, you know, elbow extended and yeah. just airballs it. Nobody in front just throws it to nowhere, and you're like, what? What was that? <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. He's not a shooter. But the thing yeah. is, he, he doesn't have to be. If he could distribute to – but the, you're talking about him distributing, though, I guess. I'm talking about it. But he's not really the guy you want distributing the ball. You're hoping he can score for you at some point, right? Right. I don't know. It, I, I don't know. The the Ben Simmons thing, like as much money as that dude has been paid in the N- in NBA to do basically nothing to this point is – embarrassing like I, I don't i don't know like i understand like he's a talent and everything else but he basically sat out last season just because and people still paid him money just on potential like only in the nba can you get paid on potential well baseball and for, too. yeah I and guess. football well all sports anyway only in sports in the, no okay <laughs> in, the, in the nfl in the nfl it's a little bit more hesitant you have to like actually you know but, yeah, a little bit and NBA and baseball are ridiculous on paying on potential. And uh, Ben Simmons is the worst, worst example of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, he's got, the, like I said, he was at his best when he was in Philadelphia and he could distribute down and he could distribute to shooters. Well, he's the power forward on this team, it looks like. And he's got Kyrie's going to have the ball. Ben Simmons isn't a guy who moves without the ball and then puts up his shot. It seems like it seems like the NBA. Like they paid for a name to go out there and do a thing, but I mean Kevin Durant dominates the ball, Kyrie Irving dominates the ball, Ben Simmons has to dominate the ball to be successful. They got three guys who need to have the ball in their hands a lot, and not just you know catch and shoot. Like this is where like Golden State has that ability that any one of them can just be the guy moving without the ball, catch and shoot. None of them have to dominate ball control. Kyrie Irving has to have the ball and and possess it for stretches in order to make his shots. Um, Kevin Durant can do whatever he wants, basically. But Ben Simmons is going to have to do those things, too. And I, I don't know if this team is really... I think they they missed their window, oddly. Um, they still got three names, which is what they're looking for. But we'll see. It doesn't mean they can't win a regular season game uh, early in the year, though. So we'll see how that goes. They look like they got a lot of injuries. Uh, right now, Seth Curry is out. TJ Warren is out. Markeith Morris is out. Uh, that's going to be – that's bad for that depth right there. So that could be interesting in terms of what it looks like when the, when the Bucks and uh, Nets have to substitute in this. So we'll have to see. I think the Bucks are a good shot at this one. I don't know. I'm not even looking it, ahead at any spreads. Obviously, I don't it's, care. It's early NBA season again. Get back to me in April. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, they may win it. They may lose it. Who knows? So, I, I who cares? Um, All right. They're two. They're two and zero. Oh. Um, Just good. Couple couple things that I've noticed so far this year. Uh, Jordan Noir wasn't as apparent in the second game against the Rockets, but got uh got in on uh the first game of the year so seeing him yeah, play that was good um bobby's bobby's back that's I, i'm so happy bobby's still on this team if anything else just for the heartbeat man i love that guy <laughs> um so good. and then of course so i i wanted to bring this up um unless you want to talk something else about the Nets no game. no no give us this so according to the bleacher report today and sham sharnia um the, the Bucks have engaged in trade talks 
with the Suns for Jay Crowder. <laughs> okay. Which I'm huh. a big I'm a big proponent of that. He's um, a big guy who can really shoot. Uh and not only that, but he's in 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 the series against the Suns and just playing against the Suns in general, Jay Crowder's been a problem for the Bucks. Um yes. this is the, this is the McCutcheon problem. You know, um <laughs> and so Jay Crowder is he in his prime anymore? No, but the one thing about Jay Crowder is that he's always been a thorn in the side for the box. And um, I say get him, if nothing else, just to not have him on another team. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think he'd be a great addition to the team. I think that lineup with him in there would be unbelievable. Like, yeah. could you imagine that? I mean, Giannis wouldn't have to play defense. That would be an I interesting know, move. Yeah, the Bucks weren't in the in in the in the Rudy Gay sweepstakes because the, the Timberwolves gave up uh, their future for him. But you know, uh, it depends upon what the Suns want. To, for him, I mean, with him and Lopez down low, along with Giannis, are you kidding me? Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. And, and like all I said and it was, works into the three point game that they use. Yeah, right, because Crowder can shoot. Yeah, you know him. Him and Splash can both shoot. Yeah, Brook hit several in those games this week. All I said was, you know, hey, just go get him and Horford. Nobody will <laughs> stop the box. <laughs> I mean, if they sign, if they get Crowder off the other team and onto their team and then somehow pull a trade for Horford, which won't happen. But like, I mean, those are, those are the two biggest thorns in the buck side in the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, yeah. D- do it. If they can get Crowder, get Crowder. And I and like people are like, well, you know, Grace and Allen had shut up, you know, they're not going to give up Giannis <laughs> for him. They're not going to give up Middleton for him. They're not going to give up drew for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think another team wants to take on Brooke Lopez because Brooke Lopez has the back he's an aging big guy um i don't think he's a tradable piece like he's he's not the place where he plays well is here you yeah. know yeah so, where he can kind know. of rotate with bobby and serge Ibaka. yeah right so i mean you're, you're looking at the george hills the grayson allens the javon carters the jordan noras surge you know those guys surge. Like, surge like those are the guys that are going to get moved and maybe a, a, a first round draft pick which doesn't mean anything to the bucks because the bucks first round draft picks are the same as the second round draft pick if you yeah. don't have a top 10 pick in the nba draft it's not worth a thing so right. you know you may as well trade those draft picks so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm all about that like you know the bucks are going to make moves throughout the season they n- never haven't that's since true. Horses, since horses been here. So, yeah. you know, and if the Suns have soured on Jay Crowder because they want to move a different direction, that was a rough end of the Sun season, too. Their, their end of their season was almost as rough as the Bucks, and they couldn't even blame it on Middleton being gone. Yeah. Um, that it's maybe, you know, and Chris Paul ain't getting younger. You know, maybe they're going to try a different direction with Devin Booker and a different uh, surrounding cast. Um Booker's really good. That's who you build around. You don't build around anybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if, if the Bucks can somehow pull Jay Crowder, do it. Do it mm-hmm. right now. That would be very I, interesting. I, I think I think he's a he'd be a good veteran addition. And not only that, it take it take it take pressure off Splash <laughs> for being the other big guy. I mean, we don't really have another big guy. We got Surge, and he's you know was great once upon a time. Yeah, you know Crowder. Crowder was good last year, so and you gotta mm-hmm. love those dreads. And anybody who wears number ninety nine, man, him and <laughs> him and him and Wild Thing, Rick Vaughn, and Gretzky, and Gretzky, and Judge. <laughs> let's not forget. Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the greatest ninety nine of all time. I went. I went right. To, I went right to major league, but you know that's pretty fantastic, league. though. Yeah. Yeah. Who was so. it? Somebody was saying something like, "What's the greatest number?" Uh, you know, across all sports, you could put together a player from any sport and have that. And people are going through some different, you know, fours and stuff. Four is pretty good because you could get Molitor and Bobby Orr and Brett Favre. You could go, you know, just one. But I was like, 99. You get Gretzky, you get J.J. Watt, and you get Aaron Judge. And I don't care what the other sport is, you know, like. <laughs> You're right, exactly. Just Gretzky, yeah. <laughs> like ah. those three right there is pretty great. But anyhow. Uh, we gotta, we're running low on time here, so we're going to wrap up everything else that we have in the segment of a show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. 
It's time for the last call. All right, trying to hurry through. The first thing we want to talk about is volleyball. Uh, they had a couple matches this week. Uh, UW, they beat Michigan State uh, three to nothing. Uh, just straight sets win, sweep them. Uh, big place from that. Julia Orzal leads in kills with 13. Danielle Hart right behind her. Uh, MJ Hamill gets uh, an ace in this as well. Uh, Carolyn Crawford leads in blocks. Uh, Sarah Franklin right behind her. And Gulchke, Gulchtekin comes back and gets 11 digs to lead the team in this one. Uh, I just like saying her name. This is probably the Big Ten freshman of the year, almost certainly at this point. Um, but, yeah, that's against Michigan State. They come out and they beat Michigan, number 25-ranked Michigan in Ann Arbor on ESPN. Uh, they take that one out three sets to one. Michigan's the first one. So Michigan wins the first one, 25-22. Wisconsin wins the next three, 18-22 and 19. So taking that there, uh, uh, Devin Robinson finally back leading in kills again. So she's starting to kind of hit her stride again and feeling good about that. Sarah Franklin right behind her with eight. Uh, Robinson had 17 kills. Um uh, Guchtekin had 22 digs. Orzao right behind with 10. So they're looking very good. Uh, the next one's going to be the big one. Coming up, they're going to be playing number three, Nebraska, at the field house. So that's going to be a rocking game. That's going to be an amazing one. If you have a chance to watch that one, that should be streaming Big Ten Network. I think it'll actually be on the Big Ten Network itself, too. So check that one out coming up. Uh, D3 women's volleyball currently. UW Whitewater ranked 10th at 21 and 5. Uh, UW Eau Claire is 12th, 12th at uh, 18 and 5. UW Zero, uh, sorry, UW Oshkosh, number 13 at 22 and 4. UWSP comes in at number 15 right now in the current polls at 19 and 5. In they, cross they country. Prefer, they prefer to Go be ahead. called Slashkosh, slash John. Slashkosh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, in cross country. Uh, we'll start off, it was the Illinois invite, which was a very small invite. Uh, Illinois did not invite a lot of people, or maybe their invites got returned because it's Illinois. Uh, but the men win. There are only four teams listed on this one. So Bradley, Butler, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's men place first. They also individually place first, second, third, fourth, seventh, and 21st. That is that is a rolling. Uh, the top runner was Jake is it Burgett? Uh, 24 uh, minute, 31.8 second, 8K. Um, the women, there were a lot more teams in the women's bracket for some reason. So they had like Iowa was there. Um, Chicago was there. A couple of their schools. Uh, women also placed first. They're individually, they're led by Peyton Sippy, who ran a 17 minute, 28.1 second, 5K. Uh, the Badgers placed first, second, third, fourth, 7th, 11th, and 15th. Uh, Big Ten Championships will be coming up on the 28th, so just a couple days from now as we record, and probably a couple days after you're listening to this. Uh, in D3, the WIAC Championship will be in Colfax uh, on the 30th of uh, October. Current rankings, UW men, UW lacrosse, number 4, UW Whitewater, number 11, UW Stout at 22nd. Uh, women's, there are two teams in the top 25. That would be number eight, UW Lacrosse, and number 14, UW Eau Claire. Moving into hockey, this is our wheelhouse. <laughs> but uh, the, the biggest hockey. upset, as much as Badger football winning was an upset that I did not see coming, far more so, yeah. Badger men sweeping UMD in Duluth is the biggest upset in hockey of the weekend. Uh, just unbelievable. The men win on Friday night, five to two. Uh, Charlie Strammel, Jack Gorniak, Cruz Lucius, Ty uh, Smilonic, Sm no, Smil yeah, Smilonic, and uh, Owen Lindmark uh, get the goals in the five to two win. Jared Moe stopped thirty-eight of forty shots. UW had thirty-six shots on goal. The Badgers team, men's team, is now getting one vote in the USCHO uh, national rankings, which is good enough for like 35th. <laughs> well, when hockey doesn't work like football either, where when no. you have a bad series against a team that, let's face it, Wisconsin wasn't expected to do much this year. But no, it's going to be hard for, I mean, 
UMD down the stretch who definitely has some some small national championship hopes, right? They came in ranked number 10. Right. I mean, and, and it's been UMD. UMD has been a very, very good program the last yes. handful of years. A couple titles, and, yeah. Uh, and titles to show for it, exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's gonna be, that's what's going to be hard to live down, especially if, if Wisconsin turns the season around and has a decent season, it won't be that hard for UMD to live it down. But if Wisconsin goes ahead and does like what they were supposed to do this year, that's going to be really hard for UMD to live down. Yeah. Getting beat at home back-to-back nights. <laughs> right. Game two, the Badgers win a 3-0 to shutout. They out they got outshot 26-35, to but the only goals are Caulfield, Brock Caulfield, not Cole, Cruz Lucius, and Jack Gorniak again coming in for another goal. Uh, so the Badgers get the, the sweep. It's just... Kind of Cruz, unbelievable. Cruz, Cruz, Cruz Lucius is a great hockey name. Right? Probably. Cruz Lucius. How great it's, is that? It's, it's a great any sport name. Gorniak is also just a great. Lindmark is a classic hockey sounding name. But yeah. yeah. We're going to have a lot of names here because the number three women's hockey team smashed Bemidji State, the Beavers, this weekend. Um, they destroyed them. But uh, Vivian Jungles, uh, Sophie Shirley, Lacey Aiden, Britta Curl. Totally britted it. Uh, Sarah Wozniewicz, uh, Kirsten Sims, Claire Enright, Maria Picard. No, pardon me, Mariana Picard. I wrote that. I just read straight through that without reading her name. Sorry. Uh, all get goals in an 8 nothing shutout of Bemidji. The next night they win 7-1. to Bemidji had the last goal. So there were 15 straight Badger goals and then one by Bemidji. Um, on the seven goals... Sophie Shirley, Grace Shirley, uh, Lacey Eden, Caroline Harvey, Casey O'Brien, Jesse Comfer, and Nicola Mancia. So they continue their winning ways. They're up to number three again in the polls and feeling very good about this Badgers hockey team again. So that's good. It's too bad uh, there's, it, not a Laverne, there's not a Laverne Shirley on that team. Correct. Just Sophie and Grace. Yeah. Yeah. All not right. Laverne. Sorry. Uh, preseason D3 polls came out because college – D3 hockey will be starting here in this next week. Uh, men's, there was uh, St. Norbert's ranked number six, UWSP ranked number 10, and UW River Falls at 16. In women's preseason rankings, River Falls at five, Eau Claire at six. Last year, they had to play each other in the playoffs, and then neither of them got into the final, which was unfortunate. Uh, St. Norbert. Very, very Minnesota school of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then St. Norbert finishes or is listed at 23rd in the uh, preseason rankings here. Any, it, any side of my alumni and either of those? Uh, no, uh, no, sorry. No, UW yeah. Superior, where have you gone? I know. Uh, in terms of WEAC football, right now there is a four-way tie at the top of WIAC. Lacrosse, River Falls, Whitewater, and you knew it, Platteville, all tied at 3-1. and one. Platteville pulls off the upset of the weekend. Aaron, who did Platteville beat this week? Platteville beat uh, Whitewater this week. They beat Whitewater. The Warhawks. Whitewater has at, two losses. At Whitewater too, right? Or was it at Platteville? Uh, I'm not ooh, sure. Shoot, I can't remember. I think that we're at Platteville actually. Yeah, if I remember okay. correctly. Sorry. But um, I'll double check that while we're talking. But yeah, that's that has. Yeah, it's in Platteville. They win seventeen to thirteen against Whitewater. Whitewater now two losses. Uh, UW Lacrosse has the best overall record, even though they're all three and one. Lacrosse is six and one overall. Uh, River Falls and Whitewater both five and two. Platteville is four and three. Uh, everyone else below that is, you know, kind of sad. Eau Claire and Point both zero oh and four. <laughs> That's rough. It's two <laughs> and two for the others. Kind of sad. Just kind of sad. Yeah. Kind of sad. I mean, I guess Oshkosh and Stout are both two and two. Uh, but Eau Claire and Point are both winless and one and six overall. Uh, so yeah, UW Lacrosse beats uh, Point this week. Uh, it, I think in Stevens Point. Too. No, they were in Lacrosse. I'm sorry, uh, fifty-five to thirteen. UW Oshkosh wins nineteen to fourteen over Stout and River Falls. River Falls went to Eau Claire and they win sixty-three to six. Yikes! So. Next week, coming up here, U- number eight, UW Lacrosse will play at Oshkosh. Stevens Point will play at Eau Claire. Uh, Platteville, who is still not ranked, uh, at Stout. And then the game of the week in Wisconsin, I would say, number 22, UW River Falls will be at number 14, UW Whitewater. And that is our roundup of all the other sports. 
Uh, Aaron, nice did you job, have anything John. else? Really good. <laughs> anything else you wanted to add in before we sign off for the week? No, that was that was a really good that was a really good rapid wind up there. That was Ooh. really good. I like that. Yeah. Out of breath? Got to get through it, man. We're just trying to lo- line in everything before we head out of here. So thank you again, everybody, for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. If the Packers could just pull it together, it would have been a perfect weekend for all of us. But uh, it is what it is. Thank you for joining us for, in Wisconsin and around the world. We're glad to have you with us. Remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.